Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right. You know what time it is. You know where you are. This is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. This week, we're going to dive right in. We're going to talk about something I hear a lot, and that's, Tyler, there's no deals in my market. Well, this week, we're going to talk about ways to find them. And I know that over the last series, we talked about all the different ways, or the questions rather, that you'd want to ask sellers so that you can make sure you get a deal that makes sense. And a lot of you have said, probably said to yourself, well, that's fine and dandy. I got that, but I don't have any sellers to talk to. Well, why is that? And we're going to explore that this week here. Uh, there's no deals out there right now is what I hear. I hear this all over the time, all over the place. Everybody's saying there's no deals anywhere. There's no deals, yada, yada, yada. There's no deals. Well, here's the thing. Ask yourself this question. What have you done recently to find one? What have you done to find a motivated seller, to find something out there that you can even think about inquiring or acquiring? What have you done out to put yourself in front of a seller to practice your skills that you learned over the last six episodes of all the questions that you should be asking sellers? Why don't you have anybody to talk to? Why are you sitting in a sandbox all by yourself? Well, there's one answer, and I think you already know the answer to that. It's because you're not doing the work to attract leads, to find motivated sellers. Okay, leads, you're going to have to go out and get them. And yes, you're going to have to spend some money to go out and get them. I don't care if you're wholesaling, if you're buy and hold, or you're a flipper, whatever you are, you're going to need someone to talk to. You're going to need a motivated seller to talk to, to be able to get on board with, number one, selling you a property at a price in which you can make sense with it. Another thing I hear about folks talking about is, well, there's no deals, everything's overpriced. Well, of course, nobody ever advertises anything at a, at a low price. That's ridiculous. If they do, you're automatically going to be suspect, wouldn't you? So let's apply some logic to this. If everything's overpriced, which it always is, everything that's for sale is always overpriced. I'm a licensed real estate agent, and I'm here to tell you, I never intentionally lowball price a property. I always put it up at the top. We test the waters. I'm lying a little bit right there. Actually, I, do, I have done that. I've artificially dropped the price on properties to create a bidding environment, to get, create an auction, a bidding war, to get those who are so desperate for a deal and not willing to go out and do any marketing for it to fight over it. And when they fight over it, they forget all about whether or not it cash flows. All they care about is that I got a deal and I'll get to post a picture of me sitting at a title company signing paperwork in 30 days or less in my local Facebook RIA group. No, stop it. Listen to me. Stop buying what's for sale. What's for sale doesn't matter. That's for everybody else to buy. That's for the folks that don't mind overpaying. Those are for the people. The properties that are for sale are for the people that just want a closing so they sound cool to all their buddies. Okay, those are for the people that think that it's another unit they can put on their belt or another five or 10 units they can put on their belt so they sound cool next time they're at the gym. I got 600 units. Big deal, you're broke. So who cares how many units you have if you're broke? It doesn't, you don't get any points for overpaying or buying an asset that doesn't cash flow, okay? You gotta ask yourself this question. What are you willing to do? What is your boundary? Where are you at? Who knows what you're looking for? First question. How many people in your local circle, if you've got a circle of, say, 10, 15, 20 friends, how many of them know your buying criteria? And for that matter, you're probably thinking, well, most of them don't care. Well, they may or may not care. That remains to be seen. The bottom line, though, is if they know what you do, if they know that you are an investor that focuses on small and medium-sized multifamily properties, they may, in their travels, find somebody else that has such a problem or has such a thing for sale or a problem that can be solved. Things may connect. 
But here's the one thing I can tell you for sure. Nothing's ever going to connect. Nobody's ever going to send you any leads. You're never going to generate any leads. And you're going to continue just pissing off every real estate agent in town if you don't do some marketing and generate your own lead traffic. I don't care if you have a job and you just got out of college and you got your engineering degree and you don't have the time. You need to make the time. Either you need to hire someone to do marketing for you or you need to do it yourself and, and therefore learn how to do it. But you got to get your message out there. Here's an example. Let's say... You live in South Bend, Indiana. Well, here's the thing. You're never going to find a deal in South Bend, Indiana if people don't know what you're looking for. People bring me opportunities all the time. I don't, obviously, I don't buy them all. Actually, I buy very, very few of them because I'm very strict in what I do. But I still make offers. I still chase down the leads. I still have conversations with people. I gauge motivation to determine whether or not I should make an offer. Find problems, not properties, folks. I've said this on several episodes. I'm going to say it again. Find problems, not properties. Well, what's a problem? Well, problems don't always have to do with the property in question, but they do sometimes. Let's talk about being mismanaged. You can drive by a duplex and tell if the landlord gives a damn about the tenants. If the place looks like a dump, well, then that's probably a good, it's not just the tenant's fault. You can turn that around and say it's that lazy landlord that didn't screen them in the first place and hired the tra or let the trashy people live there and destroy the place. Doesn't have any rules or policies in place. Doesn't stay on top of the, of the tenants and keeping things the way they should. That's a management problem. People say it's a tenant problem. But it's not a tenant problem. It's a management problem. So there, folks, is a problem you can solve. Just simply buy the property and fix it up, tidy it up, and get better tenants in there. Facebook local communities. For example, in, in, my, in the Tampa Bay market, there's this one. It's uh, Pasco County. It's a buy-sell group, and there's you know, no rules allowed. And you'd be shocked how many times when a landlord puts rental properties up on Facebook in the marketplace or in these groups, that a whole bunch of tenants like circle around like hornets and start squawking about such and such apartment building or the place they live or their landlord's a jerk or whatever it may be. Pay attention to that. Find out where those properties are and how do you do that? Well, you ask them. Maybe you send them a private message and say, hey, you don't know me, but I'm a guy or girl that buys small multifamily properties and takes great care of tenants or takes good care of great people or great care of good people. Find out where the property is. Go on public records, which you can do for free anywhere. Look up who the, who the owner is and send them a message. And no, you're not going to say, hey, by the way, your tenants hate you. But you are going to say that you are a person that buys small multifamily properties. And if you know anybody that's, ever, that's considering selling a multifamily property, you'd sure appreciate them calling you because you're a guy or girl that buys small multifamily properties. So think about how many times you can do that across your market and how many different ways you can do that. Maybe putting up a, a 8 by 5 or 8 by 11, 8 and a half by 11 sheet of paper with those little tear stubbies at laundromats. Who goes to laundromats? It's certainly usually not homeowners. I say that I'm a homeowner and I go to a laundromat, but that's because I'm in an RV traveling the country. Otherwise, I wouldn't be at a laundromat. I'd have a washer and dryer at my property. But laundromats is a great way to find tenants. How about a little sign, a hook, a visual hook that says, does your landlord suck, question mark? Hate your landlord, question mark? Something like that. Think of the different things you could say to grab their attention in just a second. And maybe you start a Facebook uh, tenant advocacy group for a specific area. For example, if you're in the Tampa Bay market, maybe you would say the Largo, Florida tenant help group. If your landlord's a, a, a jerk, then come on my, join my Facebook group. And then people get on there and start ranting and raving about their landlord. You simply need to figure out where that property is by asking them because the, how do you get the answers to questions that you want? You open your mouth and you ask them. And next thing you know, boom, you're going to have start getting leads. And let me tell you, these a lot of these landlords that are having these tenants that are constantly bitching and complaining, they'll be happy to sell you their building. Because here's what they do want. 
They do want the monthly payments that comes from being a landlord, but what they don't want is all the drama that comes from being a landlord. And the reality of it is the drama is self-induced because they pick crappy tenants in the first place. So you buy the property. Yeah, at the end of those leases, you choose not to renew it, the leases, and you clean the place up and you put new tenants in place. And that's how you roll, folks. How else do you get leads? How about eviction court? You got some time on your lunch break? Look up and see when your next eviction court is in your town. Go sit there. You'll meet all kinds of people. You'll meet the tenants. We don't need to necessarily need to talk to them, but we will meet the landlord the owner who's sitting there wondering what the hell, how he managed to get to this point in his life and what else he could be doing that's a lot more fun than waiting to see whether or not the judge is going to rip his face off or the property manager that can't believe another tenant screwed him. Either way, those are potential leads. You walk up to them and say, hey, my name's Jane and I buy m small multifamily properties. It never, it's never a good day being in eviction court, but I just wanted to reach out and give you my card. And if you ever, if you or anybody you know is looking to sell small multifamily properties, I'd sure appreciate a call. That's simple. You're throwing them a life jacket. You give them an opportunity to bail out of the situation. That's how you find tired landlords. How about divorce? People hear somebody getting divorced and they happen to be somebody that owns a bunch of rental property because folks that don't own a lot of properties, believe it or not, they talk about it. They're excited right? They tell everybody what they have. It's crazy, but they do. Health issues, financial issues. Those are all problems that have nothing to do with the property, but can be solved by them selling their property. Find problems in your market and match people with the solutions. Now you're probably thinking, that's crazy. Why would I want to waste time helping somebody else out? I'm having a hard enough time here myself. Bear with me. I'm going to wrap you up with this quick example before we wrap up this episode. Let's use that South Bend example. Okay. South Bend, Indiana. You're out there marketing your tail off because you let's say that you invest in single mobile homes just pulling out of my back pocket you just invest in single mobile homes and you're doing your marketing and you're putting your signs out you're doing whatever you're doing direct mail doesn't matter and you're going to get a lot of leads that don't have anything to do with you so your friends your, your friend jane is a realtor and she sells single family houses that uh, to flippers let's say and leads come in that you that don't apply to you because it's not a mobile home it's a single family house that needs a little bit of love and get turned around well then do you know what you do you turn that lead over to jane and while you do it, you remind Jane of what you do buy, multifamily property, or I'm sorry, mobile homes. Another lead comes in. It's a guy that has a, a, a large multifamily. Well, that lead goes to Susan, who is your multifamily queen of South Bend, Indiana. And I'm, of course, I'm making these names up, guys. So if you're in South Bend, Indiana, just know that I'm making these names up. My point is this. Find the expert in each niche of real estate investing within your market. Mastermind with them. Get on the phone with them. Go to RIA meetings, wherever you go. To wherever they would congregate, get in front of them and tell them that you decided you want to invest in single mobile homes and you all, you will come I'm sure that in your marketing, you're going to come across leads that don't affect you or have no impact on you. And, you know, I get multifamily leads on a regular basis or I get mobile home park leads and I'm not ready to buy mobile home parks. So if I want to buy mobile home parks, maybe I would give those to Kevin, the trailer king, you know, the trailer park king. And Kevin, when he gets those single mobile homes within one of the parks he's going to buy, is going to call old, call old Uncle Tyler, and I'm going to go over there and buy those those one-offs, let's say. Imagine if you, each one of you listening to this show set up a little mastermind in your own relative market. If you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, you set up a little mastermind. I'm not talking some RIA meeting where they're, they're schlepping the next biggest boot camp. I'm talking about four or five people, one from every little niche, kind of like a BNI, but without all the commitment and bad referrals. One little group of people that you know that maybe you meet for breakfast or you meet for lunch or you meet for a beer once a month or whatever, that each represent a certain investment type in a market. Maybe a, a big multifamily guy or girl, maybe a small multifamily guy or girl because they're very different, right? Single family homes. Bring a single family investor there. Not that there's anything wrong with single family, but it's a different asset class than you want to play in because you are a single mobile home person. 
You like those hurricane missiles. You make great cash flow. It works for you. The intent of the mastermind folks is not to convince each other to invest like each other. It's to exchange leads. And for that matter, maybe powwow about marketing. And here, I'm, I'm here to tell you something. You start this little mastermind, let five or six people in a group and make sure that you're all in different asset classes. You are going to hold each other accountable to marketing because there's nothing more embarrassing is that on month three, everybody else has got leads to share and you have none because you haven't done anything because you sat on your butt not doing anything. So it's going to help you become accountable. It's not about anything else but generating leads and exchanging them with other people. Give it a try, guys. I'm telling you, it will work. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it right there. I want to make sure that you guys are doing things in a that you're stepping forward and taking action in a positive manner, that you're, you're doing something to change the situation you're in. Because if you're not doing something to change the situation you're in, one thing I can assure you is whatever's going on in your world right now is never going to change. The way to change that is to try something different, try something new. There is no magic pill. There is no secret. You're going to have to roll up your sleeve and you're going to have to learn how to generate leads. You're going to have to have people to talk to. You can't chase the, the, the realtors around town for the rest of your life buying overpriced deals. It's not going to happen. You've got to learn how to get involved with the people that are out there making it happen. How do you do that? Well, yes. after this episode, go out there and make some positive change. Maybe you go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. Get on the phone. Let's discuss it. Either way, catch up with the next this time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.